the art of not giving a fuck. It's important. Mm. Mm. You should give less of a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot that criminals are a thing. Yeah. It's like, of course there are some people that aren't wearing masks. Some people don't not take drugs. Some people don't not murder people. Some people, <laughs> some people don't drive the speed limit. Yeah, so you of know? course there's a large batch of people that like, the more minor Present the crime, the more minor the crime, the more often people are going to not follow yeah. that rule. That episode, Kanye West gets angry because he thinks they're saying fish sticks <laughs> and everyone else thinks it's funny because they realise it's a play on words and that it sounds similar to something else There's a lot of people and he beats up a guy! Drunk. <laughs> 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 we are live. Welcome back. This is the Jeff Project with Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we have the return of Alex, who I do believe was not with us last time. A star. Yeah, is that what we I was a bit A wall. But I'm back. A star was A wall. So what were we just talking about? Electric cars. Yeah, the instant talk that you get from an, an electric car would be very terrifying at the hands of. Retards, <laughs> right? You know, as, you use that word as most road users are. That's a no-no word. This is a no-no word. Won't be to tell me you think it's become a larger issue for people who have well-placed intentions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything about that? That's retarded. <laughs> you can maybe replace that with just inconsiderate and unexperienced, unskilled drivers. <laughs> yeah. I think they're most dangerous. Terrifying drivers that I see, they just really lack a basic understanding of physics. It's mm. like you are hurling a two and a half ton SUV around suburban streets at speeds <laughs> it has no right doing. I'm aware that like those tires have a grip limit. Your massive SUV has a high center of gravity. If you just stop to think, oh, so if anything goes wrong right now, can I can I defy the laws of physics and correct this? massive belling piece of metal that I'm flinging around the streets. The answer is no, but... Uh, <laughs> the answer is no. You're asking too much. Yeah. Yeah, like, but that's the thing. It's like an astute driver would know these things. It's like the brakes have a limit. You have a limit with your co cognitive capacity and how much you can process and how much input you can process. And then when things go sideways, you don't have the reaction times of a Formula 1 driver or an elite soccer player, a tennis player, to be able to react and then also have that car react in the same way because you lack the basic understanding of physics. But these people aren't thinking about these things, which makes it driving on a road to me these days really scary because, yeah, people that just really take driving for granted, but it's something that a psychologist said it's taken decades and decades for the brain to catch up with that because mm, a yeah, human would never point. to travel at these speeds. Yeah. So a lot of journalists talk about this car has the capacity to pull this amount of G-forces on a skin pan, but no average driver would get anywhere near the performance capabilities of any modern sports car unless you are a trained racing car driver. Like it's insane how capable cars are and how far engineering has come, but the, the skill is still relatively new in the grand scheme of 
human evolution, which well, yeah. the, whole, the whole idea really baffles me that it's quite interesting. Like, I found it really... Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. We all still have monkey brains. In, in layman's terms, yeah. yeah we, we all still have monkey brains, so imagine putting... Yeah, imagine putting a monkey behind the wheel of a car. <laughs> That's what we do, like, that thousands of times <laughs> on a daily basis. I think the second most dangerous thing is, again, it's taking for granted is people that think they know the road laws are, are like, really confident that they know the road laws and they don't. Like... You trying to say something right now? No, I'm not trying to say something right now. All right. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about other instances that I've seen (laughs) of people. Like, the worst one that I see is when I'm crossing a street and someone is turning to enter the street that I'm crossing and expect me as a pedestrian to avoid them or wait... When no, you're I have right of way here, and, and even worse, I've been I've been on zebra crossings on like pedestrian crossings, and people have just completely ignored me. Well, I haven't done that, but I've done the first one. Yeah, <laughs> just expected them to stop for you. Yeah, yeah, I actually for maybe a year after I got my license, didn't know that was a thing. For a little while, when I first got my license, I didn't know if you have a green light but you don't have a green arrow, and you're turning right, you have to give way to the oncoming traffic. And I had a passenger oh, really? and I wasn't going to give way. And the passenger could see that I wasn't going to give way. It was like a couple of months after I first got my license. And they were like, wait, stop. Because I was not just, edge- <laughs> you know how you're meant to edge forward? Like you go into the middle. Yeah, I was yeah. full. I'd edged forward and they saw that I was full and about to turn. Yeah, like, you, stop. You, were, you were gunning it. And that was the day that I learned that, no, you have to give way to oncoming traffic. Oh, <laughs> Which yeah, when yeah. you say it out loud, makes a lot of sense. It's funny, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Taking the written test and got that, I'd forgotten after I'd learned it, kind of thing. You know, it's funny because it's not really possible to know all of the laws. No, that's true. Even my flight instructors, I'll, I'll ask them a question, be like, So, can I do this in a plane? And they'll be like, I don't know. Let's look it up. <laughs> that's why I specifically said, <laughs> That's why I specifically said, not people that don't know the road laws or get them wrong. What's dangerous is the people that are certain they know the law when they're incorrect. Because yeah. I don't mind so much avoiding people like that but it's when they honk me or they make faces that are like what are you doing the get out of me it's when you don't know the road law like you're obviously you're thinking that i'm doing the wrong thing but you're doing the wrong thing and that is super dangerous that's you know so do you remember that time that and um, they brought in that law brought in which was you're going to pass emergency services on the side of the road 40 kilometers an hour and i had just read about it and it was four days later, coming home from a ski trip. I disagree with you on that. I'm not cool with that law, by the way, but continue. But so we left early because there was a massive blizzard coming and we're going to get caught in the mountain. But on the freeway here in Victoria, it was bucketing down in rain. Visibility was down to probably 30, 40 metres, like really torrential rain. Cruising along at probably 90 and 110 zone just because that's as fast as you could go. But then I'm the first car in the queue and I see the police car had pulled someone over. So I've got to make this snap decision by the time I've seen them. Do I slow down and become a sitting duck because the line of sight and the visibility is so bad in this rain? Yeah. When it's a notorious stretch of road for, for massive heavy hauling interstate, huge trucks. Yeah, you don't want to risk a pile. I'm slowing down and then I just said, there's no way I'm slowing down all the way to 40. I'll cop the fine because 
I'm not going to get rear-ended by a B-double that weighs 50 ton. Yeah. <laughs> it's endangered me, the people on the side of the road, and everyone else. It, it was just nuts. It's like some of these things have unintended consequences. You're like, yeah. So that is exactly the reason why what you just pointed out there is, is well, at least part of the reason why I think that the 40K law <laughs> is stupid. I agree that I, I wouldn't mind a law... I don't mind so much a law around slowing down if you have to pass emergency vehicles, but a fixed speed is, is an arbit like an arbitrary fixed speed just doesn't make any sense. If it was say 40k lower than the posted speed limit, well that might be a bit much. 20k lower than the posted speed limit. Right. The problem is if you make well, if, if you make if you make a law something slow to a reasonable level to avoid Incidents. The reason why people will be like, "Oh, reasonable is fuck yeah." That's why you have to set very well-defined limits. Yeah, that's why they set arbitrary numbers where, where, where there's no wiggle room. Mm. What they've done is they've gone all the way as simple as they can. They've just gone one number, fixed rule, fixed law, forty k. Mm. It doesn't work if you're slowing from one hundred and ten down to forty k. You can't make 70k worth of speed difference, especially if you've only seen the fuckers within a few hundred meters. That's why most of these things, or some of these things, and why it's good that in the law, some things and some things aren't discretionary. So yeah. it would be up to the cop to be discretionary. And then if you wanted to contest that, it would be up to the court to be discretionary of, yeah, yeah okay, the cop wasn't being reasonable. You did your best to avoid whatever. And I'm sure that if someone had pulled James, even in good conditions with good visibility, you can still encounter situations like that. 70K is a, a huge change in speed. Yeah. You can still encounter situations where you're approaching another car that's going a lot slower than you very quickly. And it might not give, say, gives people who are that good at driving very <laughs> short buffer well, that aren't to change their speed. Retards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I tried not to say it, but I had to say it, okay? Yeah, it's, it's going to be too long. Yeah, you can't pick an arbitrary number because yeah. people always abuse and stretch what they think is reasonable and stretch a bit further, and then all of a sudden it's not enforceable and it's not, it's not creating the behavioural change in society that they need yeah. to create a safe work environment for everyone on the road. So, well, well uh, yeah, okay, Here, here's what would be a decent rule. Just say you have to slow down to either... 40k lower than the speed limit or just 40k whichever is greater because if you're in a 50 zone right 10k is ridiculous so mm. 40k yeah, easily so just say that so if you're in a 70 yeah, zone you got to slow down to 40 if you're in a 100 zone you slow down to 60. it's a bit of a mute point though because how many people are going to know this law how well have yeah, they advertised it yeah exactly right like, everyone seems to know yeah, it right we're talking yeah. about it it was advertised in the news yeah but we're we're yeah, a pretty specific group of people that are wise. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, we're just assuming. We're not the so, average driver. I don't so, think we're the um, average driver. Though. I'm just assuming that everyone's aware of this law. No, that, that was another point. Like, it was a couple of days after that law got introduced and it said affected from blah. But I also used my logical reasoning to say, I'm a, I feel like I'm a highly informed person. And <laughs> it's that. No, it's a type of... Hi highly informed. Not well-informed. Highly informed. Sorry, I know that is highly important. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. No, but, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're not. You are very important. But you just have to realise not everyone goes to the same levels to make themselves aware of 
all the laws and to evade them. Yeah. So, or any of the laws. Sometimes the standard yeah. laws, they don't yeah. avail themselves. Like, <laughs> we need to make a snap judgment and say, I might be creating more danger by adhering to the law than following it. Yeah. So, like you said, like you, you have to make judgment. That judgment, and that's why there's appeal processes, and that's why there's, yeah, it's based on judgment. Yeah, it's an interesting thing because it highlighted to me when the requirements for mask wearing started coming out is I saw people not wearing masks and I slowly had the realisation that some people don't even follow the laws normally. Some people specifically, like, are criminals. I forgot when people started enforcing mask laws and rules, I completely forgot that criminals are a thing. It's like, of course there are some people that aren't wearing masks. Some people don't not take drugs. Some people don't not murder people. Some people, <laughs> some people don't drive the speed limit. Yeah, so you of know? course there's a large batch of people that like, the more minor Present the crime, the more minor the crime, the more often people are going to not follow yeah. that rule. Oh, did he but for real, how good are mushrooms though? <laughs> All those fines they gave out in the big lockdown in Victoria 2020, none of those fines were paid. Really? Yeah, I heard yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. crazy stat, like, less than 2% were paid or something like yeah. that. Most people exactly. contested that yeah. joined a class action against the government. Oh, are they going to travel up? Have they been successful in that I avenue? They, they were, weren't they? I, I don't know. I don't think anyone's paid them and it hasn't gone to any, like, next level of, like, debt collection agencies to sell off that debt to try and reclaim it. I, I think it's a lost cause. It's going through the courts, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if they could. I, I don't know if they could really enforce it. There was a class like action of it. Yeah, tactic to manipulate behaviour. It's like, well, I don't want to. I'm okay to risk my health or others, but I don't want to cop a two thousand dollar fine type of thing. So it was a bit of a scare tactic. But yeah, I don't think anyone ever paid them, which is crazy. So. Yeah, it's an interesting question because what is the difference between a law that protects people and a law that encroaches on people's freedoms well, that's unnecessarily? All, that's always a fine line. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's an interesting question. And as you said, it's a lot of these things are more about... And that's why we need to have some sort of higher law than what can ordinarily be legislated by the government, mm. by the constitution. Well, by, we have a constitution. Which we right? do have, and I have no idea what the content of it is. <laughs> I think that I always knew that we didn't have... I did. I know that for a fact that I always knew that we didn't have freedom of speech because I remember even in primary school, someone making like a really Americanized, yeah, it's my freedom of speech, man. And I remember Wait. saying to them, you don't have freedom of speech. Is that a mutual but, friend of ours? Uh-huh, potentially. <laughs> um, but I feel like I only fully appreciated that last year or the year before, understanding and knowing that we don't, we have something very specific. We have implied yeah. freedom of expression, which is a very different thing, which I thought was really fascinating. Implied how? Well, that's the thing, right? It's meant to be that we have so much freedom in a... St- I, I don't know, there, there would be a bunch of legalese and I'm probably going to get this incorrect. You'd really need a lawyer to uh, solicitor to answer the question. Oh, it'd be but, great to have one here right now. <laughs> but I believe that we both did contract law, so that's something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's the idea that we have so much freedom in this country that you there therefore have freedom of expression. Because, so you're saying you're free we, we have freedom of expression just because... Solely because it hasn't been limited yet. Yeah, I believe that the government is <laughs> yeah. saying that you have freedom of expression because we're not going to stop you from doing anything, but we have the ability to stop you from doing anything. 
which, say, which is like, I find it so fascinating. Yeah. It seems like a real logical inconsistency. Because we have laws that limit expression. We do have those. Such as? There is a section of, I believe it is the Racial Discrimination Act, which I think it talks about public statements or comments made which can be perceived as offensive. I have to look up the exact wording. It's it's newish. I think it came out. It was passed in. Well, I think that there was a, a fairly recent one, like within the last five years or something. I remember there was a big hullabaloo about them passing us like a, a swearing law, or it was like in the media yeah, it was portrayed yeah. as being a swearing law. Oh, we have one here. Yeah, yeah. it's like swearing in public. Um, yeah, but that's discretionary. Swearing the yellow button. Yeah, the swearing in public. And it, it's, it's you and yeah. I went to a protest about that. It's, it's up to the yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. Maybe we did. Maybe we did. We 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 protested. We protested that. Yeah, because I remember being described as, yeah, if you just said an off-the-cuff swear word not directed at anyone, that you could potentially get a fine. But I think the way that it's now used predominantly it, is if it's directed at a specific person in public. It's which intended it, to help cops essentially... De-escalate. It would help them, like, add further weight to... Just belligerent drunks just to get off the street more easily. Yeah, which, but, but again, that's encroaching on freedom. On, on your free, on your personal liberties, it's an overreach. I'm not good with implied. I want explicit. It'll be just ten seconds long saying due to implied spreading of It's just it's yeah. Yeah, but the more that I've just fucking rambling about. But the more that I've learned about, the more that I do think that it's not a problem now, but it could potentially be a problem in the future. And so we should probably. I think that a good thing would be to move towards and to get a actual explicit freedom of speech in this country. And I think that the implied is not going to cut it and is not that grand of a thing. Oh, shit. This is, actually, this is actually a very old law. It's from 1975. I'm so, also interested into what the actual drunken disorderly laws are. Yeah, yeah, I don't know the details. Is it just general public disturbance and they use that or is it actually... Because I haven't really heard in Australia... So much people saying drunk and disorderly. I think that's more of an American or an overseas sort of thing. All I know is back of a DV Van song, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is from Wikipedia. It's a great source, but it's, it'll give you a good overview. Section 18C of the Racial Discrimination Act 1975 deals with offensive behaviour, quote, because of race, colour or national or ethnic origin in Australia. The specifics. Law and practice contents. Okay. It is unlawful for a person to do an act otherwise than in private if the act is reasonably likely in all circumstances to offend, insult, humiliate, or intimidate another person or a group of people, and the act is done because of the race, colour, or national or ethnic origin of the other person or of some or all of the people in the group. So you're allowed to offend someone in public as long as it's not... In private. This law offends in private? Shouldn't nothing? It says... Wait, continue your example? (laughs) My question was, are you allowed to offend someone as long as it's not based on one of those categories? It would seem so. Okay. Unless there's there's not some other law. That's the thing. Like, why should those categories come into it? Why should it matter? If you get a legislator around being humiliated or intimidated or whatever, like, intimidation, I get. I think it should matter. I think it's quite different. If I 
don't like your eyebrows and I say something <laughs> offensive about your eyebrows, I think that should be fine. But if I say something about your mm. race, I think that is more something damaging. Something about the eyebrows because of my race? Yeah, yeah. If they, if they, yeah, exactly. So if I had a unibrow and... <laughs> so I could say... And you made I, some joke about wogs. I could, say, I could say, yeah, I think that it's fine to say something about your unibrow. But if I then imply that you had that unibrow because of your ethnic background... That's pretty nasty. And that's... Ah, uh, no, that's, that's going, just hilarious. That's going to oppress you. It's going to oppress you. Yeah, but because it's implied, you're protected by under the implied predator. But the thing is, like, jokes can be humiliating. Yes, that's true. What's your point? Well, so you can't make jokes anymore? You can make jokes as long as it's not based on one of those categories, which I think is good. I think that's a good... Those are the best kind of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> How is Jim Jeffries going to make any more stand-up comedy now? <laughs> yeah, but I think the best comedians can think outside the box and they don't need to... Okay, fine. Level. The comedians will still yeah, be able to make... If you're creative enough to become a comedian, that is your art, and you have to be able to work within what society expects of you. There's a difference between so what society expects someone. of you and what the law expects of you. The law does not necessarily reflect society. I wouldn't it should. a comedian... For going after someone that they can't get, for something they can't control, right? But you look at Ricky Gervais, for example, he has a go at fat people because he said that he was a fat person. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he said, I admit I was fat. And you know what? It sucks. I you more calories than I burnt and I put on excess weight. So he goes, I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, that's a choice in most cases, and he did make the exception that. There are people with thyroid conditions and things like that. A good comedian can dance around things, but they don't But, but Ricky, Ricky Gervais... People that can't control what, what they are. Like, that's... No one finds that funny. Like, but Ricky Gervais disagrees with you. He said that it depends on the joke. He says that nothing should be off the table for making a joke about, but it depends on what the joke is. So if the joke is quite specifically... And not that he's saying that you shouldn't be allowed to make these jokes in public. I think that he completely agrees in freedom Ricky of speech. Ricky Gervais but is he, a hardcore free speech guy. But yeah, well, but, 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 but he says that what makes a good joke or a bad joke is the fact that if the joke is about a contentious topic, then that's fine. But if the joke is the contentious topic, then it's just a bad yeah. joke. Because yeah. you're not making any kind of observation. You're not making yeah. any kind of three-dimensional or higher thinking. That's you're, a good distinction. Yeah, because what... Using what making a point veiled as comedy, and in this case, a nasty point, yeah, is not humor and not comedy and humor is meant to unite people and is meant to be look at this situation or look at reality, and we both see the same thing unexpectedly in reality, and that's where humor comes from. That's the way he describes it. But if you're saying this is what reality is, and we're seeing it differently. And I'm just making, I'm just trying to make a point and claiming that it's comedy, then that's not funny. You're just an a hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the point I was, yeah, you articulated it much better than I did. That's exactly right. Like, a good comedian can unite people and make everyone in the room laugh together. If you rely on going. Well, to yes and no. I think. Any comedian would probably be able to tell you that any jokes that they tell will have people that don't like the joke. Yes, but those aren't people. Those are people being offended because they don't get the joke. 
And that's why I really love the Fish you Sticks reckon, episode. You reckon that's, that's why I love Fish Sticks Fish Sticks episode of South Park is because it perfectly eloquently highlights the couple of people in the room who don't get the joke and get offended. They've been offended because it's the fault of the person making the joke, but they've been offended because they don't understand the joke. That episode, Kanye West gets angry because he thinks they're saying fish sticks and everyone else thinks it's funny because they realise it's a play on words and that it sounds similar to something else. There's a lot of people... And he beats up a guy. (laughs) And it's so funny. (laughs) A lot of people out there who just want to be offended as well. They look for any excuse to the Karen, yeah, because they have the no Karens sense. of the world. Yeah, because they have no sense of humour. And I would be angry about that. If I didn't understand most jokes out there, it would make me bitter and cruel as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair, if you don't have humour in your life, you've got nothing left but anger. <laughs> <laughs> anger does sometimes feel good. But for a lack of uh, sense of humour, they try to replace it with a personality that's just focused around outrage. Yeah, righteousness. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's like, in lieu of my personality. In lieu of... In lieu of my personality. <laughs> my personality is I get mad at people like, making jokes. Like, it's like true. That it becomes their identity. There is so many. It's like, I, I will fight for these... I'm not very good with this kind of cultural war lingo, but isn't that what social justice warriors are? They're, they're people that... There's a phrase I've not heard in a lot. I know, I'm old. Uh, don't they delight in righteousness and correcting people? Yeah. Yeah. So. They're, they're like religious zealot. Yeah. Oh, zealot's such a good word. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's just a religion of another form. Mm. A lot of groups in groups. So that, in terms of hecklers at comedy shows, I never get it. You've paid your own money and you've... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't get that. To go see a comedian that doesn't <laughs> align with your sense of humour... And then you go heckle them. It's strange. It's I think like, a lot of what you're funny to attend this gig. You must know that it's not for you, right? Like, surely it's. Or you must know that you're outnumbered because everyone else is also taking up their own personal time, spending their own money to see this comedian. Wouldn't you just think after the show, it must take massive balls? Imagine Ricky Gervais. He would sell out tens of thousands of tickets. They must be crammed yeah. when you could have massive sellout shows. That would take massive balls or just, I don't know, just be the most I think, arrogant um, in the world to go, no, I don't agree with that joke. I'm going to stop the whole production. They're just narcissists, aren't they? Well, they don't like that they're not the yeah. one getting the attention. I'm sorry. They think they have a funnier joke too. No, it's simpler than that. Mm. They're just really drunk. Dutch courage (laughs) yeah they're just really drunk and the people who get like that they think they're the funniest person in the room even if that room is a concert hall with thousands of people (laughs) (laughs) don't don't go past the stage of find a line and don't cross it do you think it's a form of Dunning-Kruger not just not thinking you're smarter than you are no we have I think you've discovered a new thing. Alcohol-induced Dunning-Kruger effect. <laughs> but I'm like just thinking that. you're smarter than you are, thinking you're funnier than you are. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, absolutely. How often do you see that? <laughs> Quite often. <laughs> All the fucking time. <laughs> Isn't Dunning-Kruger around a sense of having an overwhelming sense of unfound confidence. Yeah, people who have a mediocre... Into the comedy sphere, because you must have... You have to have a lot of confidence. I think it's... Or or to put a joke forward. Yeah, but Dunning-Kruger is usually, like, what their research was specifically targeted intelligence, that people lack the self-awareness and lack 
intelligence, <clears throat> and instead of it's having not necessarily the, intelligence, oh really? It's more, it's more so about oh, knowledge. Okay. I thought it was intelligence. Yeah, and no, they can be intelligent people. That's why if you look at a graph and, and you plot like your confidence over your knowledge in a topic, mm. you sort of your confidence quickly rises with a small amount of knowledge and yeah. and then it dips as you start to realize how much you don't know as you learn more mm. and then it goes up again once you get to the end of it once you become quite knowledgeable confidence comes back yeah you know why there's two ends this is so easy but the person's actually an idiot yeah. And then there's the other Dunning-Kruger, which is, oh, how do you not get this? Imposter syndrome, yeah. yeah. Like imposter syndrome. You get to the point where you realize how vast the knowledge is and you yeah. just, you realize. But, you go, but, but you've been, you've had so much experience in a topic, it seems like it's the easiest thing in the world and you don't understand how other people don't get it. Mm. You, you feel know? like you're an imposter because you, it seems, it feels and seems so easy. Mm. Like you must not be doing it. Well, it can lead, yeah, lead to that. I heard a phrase I really liked recently, which is, I, I now have enough knowledge just to be dangerous. Because <laughs> yeah. I think it does perfectly describe that stage where it's like... Yeah, it's a, I, especially I need, pertinent in IT. Yeah, because I need to start... I've learned enough, but I can't learn anymore unless I start doing things. But I know I'm going to break something. Yeah. <laughs> I tell the guys at work all the time, if you're going to break something, that's fine. What's not fine is if you break something but don't learn don't ask someone if, yeah. if you've if it's okay that you've broken yeah this. if you think you're about to break something but don't ask before you actually do the break i usually break something and then tell someone like, <laughs> I, broke this. I don't know how big of a deal it is but it is broken now it, i can it, undo it sometimes it's easy to ask for forgiveness than uh, yeah yeah, yeah. If, I, break it, okay. if, <laughs> if, if you've got a pretty good idea that you're about to break something and then just go and do it anyway without checking first then i'm gonna be but people are busy. I'm I don't want to bother be, them. Look, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Such a parent. Like, do you know this could have happened? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe. Possibility. It was a small chance. I think I'm really bad at... To be fair, I do that too. <laughs> I think that it is good advice to ask for forgiveness and not permission. And I think I'm really bad good. at it. I can't bring myself to do something that I know that is probably fine and not to, because other people are really busy. I think people like someone who asks, asks for forgiveness because it means things are faster. Like you only have to fix something if it turns out that it is bad that they broke it. Like, oh, dude, I do that all the time at work. Oh, I've got to do this thing so that I can do this other thing, but the first thing is going to result in some things breaking for a little bit. <laughs> I could ask to do the first thing, or I could just do the first thing and then apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so you think you're quite good at doing things and apologizing later? Do it all the time. Yeah. I wish I was more like that. Like, I really think that people I think like it's more so that I just don't care about the effect. <laughs> yeah. That, um, Would you finish the bowl? You can always take Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Fortune favors the bullet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then sometimes the first thing that I do is actually break it. I think I need to read that book, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. It's important. You should give less of a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Give me fuck together. Yeah.